0: all happy tuesday. Today the day this podcast is being released is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. So the day of all twos and I just think that's fun to think about and think about the possibilities that could exist within any day but especially today, right? I like to I like to play with the possibility that there's some magic in the world around us, and when we see numbers line up like that, there's something that just feels a little bit magical about it. So, with all that in mind, today we're going to be talking about something that's not magical, but can feel kind of magical when you put it into action, and that is really getting down to the root cause of your child's actions or behaviors and working with them, collaborating with them to problem solve and figure out what they need to move forward, right? This is really important. When you start putting this into place, you start talking to your child about what is coming up for them, it almost feels magical how much can shift from just doing that. So I just want you to think about your own actions. As an adult, your actions don't just come out of nowhere. There's always a thought, whether it's conscious or unconscious, and a feeling driving your actions. And when we look at it this way, it gives us a different perspective, a different sense of responsibility in regard to our own actions. Even when we don't really see what the thought is or we aren't really in touch with what the feeling is that's driving our actions, when we start to look for it, we start to see the connections, right? We can start to have a little bit more agency and take a little bit more responsibility for our own actions if we can figure out where they're coming from. And the same is true for our kids. This connection between their thoughts and their feelings and their actions, it holds true for them too. Our kids' actions or their behaviors don't just come out of nowhere, and the better we get at figuring out what's beneath or behind them, the better we're able to work as a team and figure it out together, problem-solve together, okay? And I really want to give a lot of credit for some of the language that I'm using to Dr. Ross Green. He's the author of The Explosive Child and also Raising Human Beings. And his entire philosophy, his entire approach is one of collaborative problem solving. So shout out to Dr. Ross Green. His work definitely is a strong thread in what I am sharing with you here today, okay? And from there, before we really dive in, I want to talk a little bit more about what I mean by thoughts. I already noted that thoughts can be conscious or unconscious, but I want to look a little more closely at this. See, our brains are always thinking. They're always working in the background, whether we realize it or not. They're storing memories, putting information together, processing sensory input. They're a piece of our greater nervous system, and they are always processing the input that is coming in from our nervous system. All of our perceptions, everything. So a thought, as I'm referring to it here, is really just brain activity. So it might have words you can put to it, or it might just be... A recognition that your sweater is too tight. Or it might be a trauma response. There are a lot of different kinds of thoughts that our brains have. And we're not aware of all of them all of the time. In fact, most of the thinking our brain does, most of the activity of our brain is off our radar. So keeping that in mind, I want to first look at the unconscious thoughts that your child may be having that are driving their behavior. The unconscious thoughts that are driving our children are often the easiest for us to acknowledge. They're often the ones that we would actually categorize as needs. The need to feel safe and secure, for example. Or it might be a basic bodily need, like hunger or sleep or needing to go to the bathroom. So when it seems like a behavior or even a big emotion is coming out of the blue for your child, the first thing you want to check in on is, are their basic needs being met? Might this reaction they're having be bigger because they're hungry or tired or cold? These physical needs are things that you can identify quickly and ask them about. Sensitively, of course. I mean... Most kids don't appreciate being told that they're tired and they better get to bed, right? So you wanna be sensitive in how you approach it, but you can check in with them and help them solve for any physical needs that might be coming up for them. In the same vein, you can also assess the situation to see if there's anything that might be making them feel unsafe. And if there is, then you can ask yourself how you can help them with that. Are they feeling pressured by other adults, for example? Do they need you to advocate for them? Do they need you to sit with them and hold them for a few minutes to help them get regulated again? And just to be clear, by hold them, I mean something like a consensual hug, not physically restrain them, okay? So that's where you want to start, and sometimes that's all they need is help getting their own needs met, and they are then able to move forward in a more grounded, situationally appropriate way, right? But sometimes that's not what it is. So once you've taken a look at what needs could be driving their actions, Your best course of action is to talk to them. Start by retelling the story of what happened, or at least what you know of it. Tell them you want to see if you understand what happened. Start narrating and then pause every few minutes to ask them if you're getting it right, or if there's anything they want to add. This helps them process and integrate their experience, and it gives you insight into how they are perceiving different situations. It helps you see what thoughts are driving their experience and understand what they need to move through their emotions. And it helps them understand these things better too. When you can see how they're thinking, you can offer different alternatives as well. Now, I always get asked at this point, What if my child doesn't wanna talk about it? Well, then you wait. You just hold space for them. You sit with them or you guide them through their next steps, which might look like, this seems hard. I'd love to hear more about what's going on for you when you're ready. Right now, we need to go home. So I'd like to help you to the car. Shall we walk but not talk? Would you like to hold my hand? Let them know you want to talk about it because you want to understand and that you want to help them find a solution that works for everybody. Let them know that they can come to you when they're ready and then give them time. You can circle back if you have to, but give them the space to come to you first. When you do have that conversation, think of yourself as a detective. Your job is to listen and ask questions and gain a better understanding not to fix it for them. So listen, retell, and ask them if you've got it right. From there, ask yourself if this is a situation where looking at it from a different perspective or offering them a new thought to try on might be helpful. Or is a solution needed? If so, ask them what kind of solution they could come up with. You might be surprised. And if their solution doesn't work for you, acknowledge their effort and let them know you have some questions or concerns. You might say, I really like your idea and I'm wondering if we could build on it to be sure that it takes everyone involved into consideration. I know your brother was worried about missing his piano lesson, how could we make sure we don't run into that problem in the future? And I want you to be prepared. The most likely scenario with solutions that your child generates is that they will address their own concerns, but not others. So the next step really is to help them expand their thinking and revise their solution to find one that will actually work for everyone involved. It's not to correct them. Just ask them questions to help them consider what other, per- what other perspectives need to be incorporated and what other concerns or needs need to be addressed. Really, the big idea I want you to take away from this is to listen actively. Embrace curiosity. Ask them questions. Figure out what they're thinking Help them put words to it if you need to, and then ask for their input in determining a solution. If you find yourself trying to decide what's best for them, this is especially important. You will get farther with your child if you use this process. So go forth, try it out. I hope you have a peaceful, calm week that you're able to make movements in the direction you want to be going with your child, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to PartnerPath.com, click on Coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.